In the movies, people often talk about throwing bodies overboard into a vast area of water, or even mafia members killing out on open water. But did you know there are a lot of factors that affect actual body decomposition in water? Some of these factors are water depth, temperature, currents, the ecosystem of the area, and obviously the surrounding animals. With all of these unique factors, the decomposition of a human body has a wide timeline. The thing most people do not realize, submersion in water can sometimes even slow down the rate of decomposition. Welcome to Cryptic Soup. I know you were waiting for the let's dive in part, but in respect for Kim, we are instead going to say something new tonight. Let's start the case P.S. Fuck Peter Madsen. This is the neighbourhood where Kim had been living with her Danish boyfriend. It's a really popular place for Scandinavians working in the creative industries, always packed after work on nights like this. It does feel edgier than other parts of the Danish capital, but by global standards, really safe. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Thina. And I'm Kylie. You're listening to Cryptic Soup and happy belated Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Um, or Hanukkah, if that's your jam. Yeah, a happy all the holiday seasons, exactly. except for New Year's, because that hasn't passed yet. So you don't get a happy one of those yet. Right. But we hope you have one in a few days. Yes. And I promised in the last episode that we were going to have Chris Kylie's and my like little lists. I didn't have time to get Chris to record his yet. So I'm going to do that in the first episode of January. We're going to sum up our 2022 picks. And that'll be our little list. I did not forget. And I didn't lie to you saying I was going to do it. I just didn't do it. (laughs) And I didn't realize it until today. So I'm going to get on it and it'll be in the the January. Didn't realize it until just now. Yeah. Well, actually, I realized it a whole like 11 minutes ago, but that's still a little too soon. Yeah. To make the call. So how do you feel about this winter wonderland we're about to get? I love the look of snow. I do mm-hmm. like the cold. Like, I don't mind it that much. I like being outside in it and stuff. But like, I like it in spurts. So if it's only snowy and actually like snowing from the sky for like two days, I'm cool. It's when it's consistently snowing every single day. I want to be able to go outside and experience the fallen snow without having snow fall. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Because, like, I want to go out and walk when it's beautiful and snowy, but I don't want fucking shit hitting my face nonstop. (laughs) It hurts so bad. Well, no, you have to imagine it hurts so bad also because anything that touches my face causes extreme pain in my spine because of my paralysis. Every piece of snowfall that touches my face sends shooting pains throughout my my entire body. It's not the most awesome thing. Yeah, doesn't sound great. But I fucking love snow. Yeah. So catch 22. I only like snow on Christmas. And we haven't had a white Christmas in a couple years, actually. At least. Um, So that's insane. But also, we were talking about it at work today. And apparently, next week, it's supposed to be like 50s. So (laughs) you get the really, really fucking cold shit. And then you get the really warm shit. And you know what that makes. Bad weather. Bad, bad winds. Bad cyclones. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was 22, because I have a winter birthday, obviously. I remember when I was 22. 
if you remember, that was that one year when there was such bad snow that people's cars just like wouldn't start and no, stuff. And you like, were, I was in Georgia. <laughs> oh, well, it was just so bad. Everything would freeze in the night. So if you worked in the morning, people just couldn't go to work. I had to have a police officer literally take me to and from work every day for like a week straight because my car wouldn't start. And I was in a, I worked in an animal hospital. We have to go to work. We have to take care of the animals, you know? Right. And we were on call. So like we had to get there. So police officers would just come and pick us up. And it was the worst experience though, because it was so cold that my front door one day froze shut and I couldn't get in. And I had to just keep ramming it with my body till it opened and my dog inside was freaking out. But like, and then my birthday, there was a uh, advisory where no one was allowed out on the streets because the weather was so bad. And I was like, it's my birthday. What do you mean? Everyone come over. <laughs> we'll all be snowed in together. <laughs> Big yeah. summer party. But and then it happened a few years ago, too, actually. Yeah. Uh, the the clinic actually closed. It was. It was like, what? You're, we're closing. What? That's we're healthcare. What? We're, we're closing, which okay. is funny because I worked at Starbucks and Starbucks didn't close. But then the one day they finally decided maybe we were allowed to close. But I was already at work when they decided we could close. And I lived an hour from my job. So I was like, screw you guys. Fuck, <laughs> I have to drive home and my car died in the parking lot. So my boss had to jump it. I have real bad luck in the snow. I don't know why I like it so much. The cold hates me. I love it. We ain't friends. Would you rather live? Somewhere where there is four seasons, where there's two seasons, summer and winter, which is essentially what we are now. Or where it's summer year round, like a beachy world. Hmm. I only want snow, like actual snow, annoying when it's like not you're not able to drive snow on Christmas. Okay. So. If that means I have to do a snow machine in my front yard <laughs> with the 60 degree weather, that's fine with me. I want I only want two seasons and I want fall and winter just in rotational cycles. I don't need spring. I don't need summer. So I need to be in like Oregon. Yeah, I like like Portland. Well, yeah, like Washington <laughs> area. But I also like that in between between summer and fall. Like, though, that's my favorite because it's no longer super fucking humid or super, super warm. But it's still like fall. I like crisp. the rainy, rainy fall type. I parts. do. I do like that as well. Yes. So, well, there you go, guys. There's our weather forecast for the year. <laughs> the whole year. The whole time. Um, But guess what, guys? Surprise, surprise. We have a special event for you coming up. After this episode, we're going to give you a bonus. Bonus? Yeah, we figured why not? You guys deserve it. You guys were so great to us in 2022 before 2023 rolls around. We're going to give you a little bonus here at the beginning. It's going to be towards the end of 2022, beginning of 2023. We'll post it on the Instagram the day we release it. And it's going to be a bonus episode for you. It's not as long as a regular episode. I mean, it's still pretty long. It's just it's it's not as crazy. No, actually, it's pretty crazy, it's too. It's a little weird. It's weird. It's it's a it's I don't a, think it's crazy. I think it's just like wow that happened. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna have a little bonus for you. It'll be a fun thing, and then we'll start off January with some very crazy shit going into it. And uh, the first episode of January, we're announcing the giveaway winner. So make sure you have your last little bit of entries here and there in because you could be the winner. 
Dun, dun, dun. You could be. Unless you're Kylie, then you can't be. Sorry. You can't be either. I didn't say I was going to be, but I looked at you when I said you could be, and I don't want you to get your hopes up because those mm. are some damn good candles. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, also coming in 2023, we are going to uh, I'm thinking it's going to be closer to February. We're going to do it, but we're going to start having our first round of merch for sale. We're going to start small. And we're going to just do like stickery type items and stuff, but we just want to see kind of the gauged interest and stuff and what kind of designs you guys do and don't like. Maybe we'll even let you guys vote on some or something, but we're going to start doing that and we'll tell you guys when it goes live and when the links are up for them. And we're going to do limited runs of different designs. So stay tuned for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess we should start to head into tonight's episode. It is a requested episode. It's by at Amanda dot bear on Instagram. Uh, We actually mentioned this episode in a different episode in the past. And I talked about like, oh, that reminds me of the submarine killer. Do you remember that case? And Kylie's like, no. And I was like, oh, he killed her on a homemade submarine. And um, we were talking about the guy with the homemade rockets, actually, and stuff like that. We were talking about like homemade things. And I was like, oh, it gives me vibes of that. And you're like, Jesus, what? People just homemade these things. And I was like, yeah. And then uh, Amanda Con- contacted I, I have been stuttering all day I don't know what's happening I just like can't complete a sentence sorry Ooh. yeah it's been rough <laughs> I'm in vacation mode for yeah sure I just can't do things um but Amanda contacted us and she goes she's like I um I have no idea what that case is so enlighten me I was like oh you ask you will receive <laughs> you will receive have you ever been on a submarine uh um yeah not a real water okay so I like not a real one. No, like, I got to tour a real one, a real military one, because my cousin uh, was a submarine person. Yes. Submariner. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. OK. Or seaman. That's even better. I Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I got to tour it, but we didn't go under in it. Yeah, though they don't do that with people. No. That aren't. Yeah. Allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the closest. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've seen it and, and one been in it and stuff. Was it un- like. It was a naval one. Ohio class or Virginia class? Oh, or sh- You don't know? Don't know all that. I was also 10, maybe. Oh, regardless, though, like, so Ohio class is the bigger one. Mm-hmm. And Virginia class is usually like a fast attack. And the Ohio class is not big. So it's just like, this is bigger. This is bigger than what other people would go in. And fast attacks are usually gone for like 12 months. And I'm just like. No, uh, no. Mm-mm. I think I would go stir crazy on a submarine. Absolutely. I just I would actually I don't know. I like reading enough. Maybe I want it if I was allowed to bring enough books. I would. Because I don't need I to would outside. get a panic attack like I would overthink that I'm underwater and be like, OK, I'm underwater. freak myself out yep you are underwater you're under a lot of water like a lot of water yeah no thank you so tonight's episode is about kim wall and peter madsen so kim wall was a journalist she had heard strange tales about this dude right this dude was apparently inventing homemade submarines so as a journalist that obviously is going to pique your interest The craziest thing about it was these submarines, they worked. They were homemade submarines that were actually usable. 
Kim knew this was a great story, so she wanted to find out more. She ended up meeting Peter Madsen, the inventor, to learn how he built his own homemade submarine and to try and get a story out of him. However, when Kim met Peter, it was the last time Kim was seen alive. This case is often referred to as the submarine case for obvious reasons, as we've been talking about the whole time. But let's talk about more of how it came to be the submarine case and understand what happened back in 2017. Let's go. Kim Isabel Frederica Wall. Um, I say Kim Wall, okay, because I've always heard it as Kim Wall. But then when I was watching the documentary, which is Swedish, and again, I've been talking about how this case is a Swedish case. It didn't dawn on me that her last name is Val. Oh, <laughs> because that's how they would pronounce but, it. But that's how they would pronounce it. But that's not how it's spelled. No, it's spelled like a wall. Like there's a wall with a door. That's a wall. So they're just like pronouncing the W how they would pronounce a W. Yeah. So I'm not being disrespectful by saying Kim Wall, but I'm not technically saying it right, probably. But if I had to do Kim Val every time all night, I'll fuck it up. So I'm going to do Kim Wall. <laughs> right. So Kim was born on March 23rd, 1987 in Trelborg, Sweden. She is in Aries and she shares a birthday with Kyrie Irving, who is a famous basketball player. I love that name. Kyrie. Yeah, it is a good name. It's almost your name. Almost so close. <laughs> and that is Cuddly Kitten Day. Yes. Love it. So she was born to parents Joachim and Ingrid Wall with a sibling named Tom. His name was Tom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just Tom. Tom. Wall. Well, Kim's pretty simple, too. Hey, Kim yeah. and Tom. Kind of sounds like they could be radio hosts. We're Kim and Tom and you're catching us in the morning. Zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Radio. <laughs> Radios always have like noises. <laughs> Kim graduated with honors from Columbia University, where she studied her master's degree in journalism and relations and inter. Oh, my God. This is so many words. All right. Let me restart that. She studied master's degrees in journalism and relations and international affairs in New York City. So she's smart. She's really smart. She's real smart. She holds a dual master's, actually, in internal relations from the London School of Economics and Political Science. Also, that sounds really really boring it also like, sounds really boring okay it's giving vibes of my father <laughs> because my dad has like a dual masters and he has a doctoral i can't i can't, I can't I, even imagine how much work that is i can't either or how much money and stuff when yeah. people tell me they're like oh yeah college took so long i hated it and i'm like yeah so funny story my dad went to college for 16 years <laughs> and they're like what i'm like no like by choice he graduated in four years and then he stayed another 12 <laughs> for fun, for fun. Just, <laughs> like, just, just keep for going shits back. and giggles. Every Let's time we thought go. he was done, he's like, another round, <laughs> another one. <laughs> so I, I get it, Kim, but I don't get it at all. Right. In 2013, Kim received. Oh, by the way, anyone that wants a really wild thing real quick. <laughs> my. I don't talk about my dad a lot. Clearly, you guys, I think this might be the first time they've ever heard me talk about my dad. But either way, yeah, I, I, ha so. I have a dad, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad's name's Michael. And uh, Michael calls me every holiday to tell me happy holidays. And around Thanksgiving, he didn't call. And I started getting really <laughs> worried. And I told everyone in the world how worried I was. And I was like, 
well, you know, maybe he's just really busy. And then one day I randomly get a phone call. My dad fell off a cliff. <laughs> My dad's not adventurous. <laughs> like That's why this is weird. My dad just like fell off a cliff. Is it's, it like someone that has like a desk job and they're like, oh, yeah, I fell off a cliff. Yeah, no, my dad's like a, a clinical psychologist for teenagers with drug dependency problems. And he I fell off, off a cliff, a cliff. too. <laughs> and I was like, what? one of my friends was like, like the movie Cadet Kelly. And I was like, no, because her dad meant to be on the cliff. He was out there. My dad just fell off a cliff. <laughs> Like he's just walking and he fell off a cliff somewhere, guys. Like, whoops. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. <clears throat> I just uh, thought I'd give you guys an insight to how weird my family is. So he went to college for 16 years and he fell off a cliff. There you go. Now you know my dad. <laughs> now you know all there is to know. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> okay. Whew. Gotta have our fun moments while we can because this case turns real dark real fast. All right. Are submarines really dark inside? Well, they would be if you didn't have lights like you have to put lights in like if you didn't have any lights, it would be pitch dark. That's what I figured. Ooh, you get a good night's sleep in there. You might be right, because that's like natural Does his blackout submarines curtains. have windows, though. Uh, it, who his who which him or who who him's his. Are you talking about the man in this? The man that I saw the sub of the or man in subs this. in general, the man in this. Subs in general do not have windows. <laughs> I do not remember if his do. I feel like it did, but mm-hmm. I could just be imagining that in my head. Okay, because if it did, then there might be some light. But, you know, it's like if you're like and when you underwater. Guys, when you guys are imagining a homemade sub right now, you guys are probably thinking it's like rinky dink. This is a really good size sub. Like he had like a table inside it. It was a good size submarine. Two people were able to walk around inside it. That's how big this is. I will post the photo. It is a normal size submarine, which are also bigger than you imagine. So, okay. In 2013, Kim received Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to shrug that one off. In 2013, Kim received a scholarship from the Thanks to Scandinavia it is the uh, fuck. It makes me think of um, like the Genovia um, scholarship or whatever from Princess Stars. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's just a scholarship that you get, and ever since this case happened, the funding is now honoring Kim, and so it's a journalist scholarship nowadays. That actually got turned into the Kim Wall Memorial Scholarship. And the scholarship is awarded annually to people with the same values as Kim that want to be journalists and stuff like that. Kim Wall was a vivacious adventure seeking person. She was super fearless. She was brave. She enjoyed her job. She was actually an award winning journalist. I would hope so. Yeah. No. The dual masters. She wrote for crazy things. She was constantly traveling for work. So she was originally from Sweden. But she went all over the world. She reported on the post-war Sri Lanka stuff and Cuba's underground tech scene. And she like went there to do it. She uh, wrote about identity, gender, pop culture, social justice, justice and foreign policy. Like she wrote about 
everything. Those are very different topics. And when you see a list of like the things she wrote, I wanted to go over so many of them, but it's just like, it's almost overwhelming how amazing different things that she went over. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Cause she was an independent writer. So she was allowed to write anything, which made it better. On Thursday, August 10th, 2017, Kim, who at this point is 30 years old, was living with her boyfriend, Oli Saab. Staub, sorry. He is a Danish designer. And her and Oli were preparing to host a full... A full fuck. <laughs> I was going to say a Foley. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> a farewell party before they were going to move to Beijing, China. The couple was going to move on August 16th, so they wanted to celebrate a few days early while they packed and everything to celebrate with some friends. Before the party, though, Kim received a text from 47-year-old Peter Madsen. Now, Peter's an engineer who is a self-described, and I'm not making this word up. This is his word. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Inventrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inventor and entrepreneur put together. More like big douchebag. Yeah, it might. It maybe that's maybe a douchebag term. <laughs> how how egotastic do you have to be to create your own title just to stroke your ego some more? It's bad. It's something Epstein <laughs> or like Musk would do. I feel like probably yeah. Peter was inviting Kim out to come interview him. So earlier in the year, Kim tried to have an interview with Peter about his entrepreneurial entrepreneurial ed- endeavors. But Peter denied her. So now that she's getting this text, she was like, oh, my God, it's my time to shine. Because Peter was hoping to soon instead build a rocket to take into space. And Kim wanted to interview him about the submarine, but also about that. Those are very different things and work very differently. <clears throat> Peter's an entrepreneur. He'll okay. figure it okay. out. Okay. The sky's the limit for him. <laughs> or well, apparently or it's not going to be. <laughs> the depths of the water. <laughs> Now, he had previously built a different um, one-manned crude type um, submarine, but he wanted to build something bigger. And so that's what he had just finished. And now he's trying to build this rocket for his next thing. He was known as one of the ultimate great DIYers around the world. I wonder if I wonder who would win. In a like build the greatest thing, him or Mad Mike Hughes? Hmm. Well, I mean, dude built a working submarine. Mad Mike Hughes technically built working rockets. It's just they didn't work all the way to space, but they worked. And he built a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. I think, oh, which is scarier, going up or going down? <laughs> going up. Because if you get like, I don't push know. Push out. Like, you could still survive by swimming up or. You so know. going down is scarier because there's animals he's facing, but also the lack of air. The guy going up, all he has to do is just hope not he splats like an egg. Yeah, no, that's more terrifying to me than going down. No, you could drown. You could get stuck in it. An animal could get you. What if you get out and then an animal? St- nah, going down scarier. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say opposite of you. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If I came out and a shark was there, I'd be like, well, fuck. 
<laughs> it's like 47 meters down when she finally oh, gets God. out and then she's like, oh, look, there's the shark. <laughs> Poor Mandy Moore. <laughs> oh, look. Fins. <laughs> so currently what was happening was Peter was texting Kim to ask her to come aboard and talk to him that night. On his latest creation, the Midget Submarine, a.k.a. the UC-3 Nautilus. It was a 60-foot vessel that he built himself. So there's that's, a Yeah, size. it's pretty big. Peter was a Danish inventor, born January 12th, 1971. He is a Capricorn. He's born on the same day as Rob Zombie. And <laughs> I love this. This is the wildest <laughs> holiday I've ever found so far. The Feast of Fabulous Wild Men Day. I love it. That is, I need to know more. <laughs> that's to know more. That's a whole title. <laughs> right. Rob Zombie would be born on that day. Absolutely. Also. <laughs> Peter was born to Annie and Carl Madsen. Peter grew up in Denmark. He had a really odd family dynamic because his mother was over 30 years older than his father. Younger. Younger. Yep. yep. 30 years younger. So his mom was young. His dad was old. Um, Not a cougar, but a panther i don't know what do you call a dude older what would you call an older man in the relationship i don't know is there an actual term i feel I like need he, to look it up now i don't what is the male like version of a cougar but also if she's 30 years younger i want to know when they got together is this some like jailbait type moment i need to know more about that dynamic Oh no, what is it called? A manther. I, I think I like it. I, I wait, no, it. I hate it. I don't know. A manther is the male version of a cougar or a middle-aged woman who has the hots for younger men. No. No, it That's was saying the opposite. No, no, no. It said a cougar and then it explained what a cougar is. So the manther versus the cougar. It was explaining to you cougar so that you knew it, I think. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Manthers are over. older men who pursue partners significantly younger than mm -hmm. them. It was just worded weird. Why? Hmm. Manthers and cougars. Yeah, but like what? Shouldn't it be called a cocker then or something stupid <sighs> if you're going to make it like punny? Yeah. Like why is our term not punny? Yeah. And it's just like. A cougar. Why can't we be? Very interesting. Something else. I don't know. <laughs> Creative juices are not flowing. <laughs> so uh, that was part one. He had three. This this man, the father, right? Uh, Carl. Carl. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, <laughs> we've been doing this too long. Something. <laughs> He had three other sons and two other uh, daughters. Daughters. <laughs> yes. What's wrong with you? A lot of things. Uh, I wrote fathers when I meant daughters. Daughter, <laughs> <laughs> father. They're the same thing in my world, apparently. Yes. So Carl, the father, was said to be really abusive towards his children. He eventually caused Annie to take the kids and leave. After a few years of growing up, Peter eventually returned to go live with Carl because he got along with him quite well. Him and Carl had a lot in common. Of course they did. Yeah. 
So Peter and Carl were similar in sharing the theme of having a mechanical thumb. So it sounds like very, thumb? very Dahmer. Mm. What? No. Yes. No. Dahmer and his dad didn't have that much in common, really, other than that his dad like dead things and he did. Right. But his dad didn't even really. Uh, mm, I don't know. I'm calling a little eh on that. I don't know. It just like reminded me. Hmm. I'm trying to think of someone it has more of a dynamic of, but I can't think. All right, we'll roll with Dahmer for now, but okay. I'm giving it a solid six out of 10 for comparison. Okay. <laughs> Peter and Carl uh, both really liked war rockets, like mechanical things. Like they were, they wanted to be what Iron Man is, but they were not Tony Stark's. They really just wanted to be known as inventors i think is what they they like did but instead of just being like a normal father son that's like oh you know we like inventing and we like these things let's do model trains model rockets they're like hmm what kind of big shit can we get into and i think that's where it went wrong friends described peter as someone who did not enjoy being contradicted and he was uncompromising news outlets reported later peter and his father would build rockets and um it their rockets were good they worked they were like small they weren't like ones you could be in but they they could build homemade working rockets oh like you couldn't crew them correct okay and then his father passed away when he was 18 years old so he had to like move and start again with his life and like find someone that cares about him find a new life things like that he ended up finding a woman he got married at copenhagen city hall in november 2011 his wife had worked in a film industry and had also helped in his workshop in Refschleon, Copenhagen. His I'm ready then. <laughs> that's a good word. Is it, that's a weird O thing going on. The strike throws. Yeah. I don't like also that it's EOE. Yeah. Yeah. Leoween. <laughs> <laughs> His wife had chosen to remain anonymous and her identity had not been released by the media for reasons. Well, obviously, because you figure out who Peter is and the shit he did. But Peter over the years claimed he and his wife were in an open relationship. And so he was often seen attending orgies and fetish parties that people claimed they always saw him at. And his wife just apparently was okay with this. She was never at any of them. According to Peter, my dad, Peter said she was okay with it. Peter also kept up that really intense personality about like pretty much always being right and never letting anyone contradict him or anything. The more he grew up, he stayed like that. And his colleagues, colleagues even said he was a really like hot tempered, erratic type person. So Dahmer. <laughs> just, Do you got Dahmer on the brain or something? I don't, I don't know. Just that that first sentence just really, really brought me into that <laughs> idea. And I just I can't get over it. And now he's staying with you. Yeah. So fast forward to this night where he texts her. He texts Kim. He says, do you want to come on the submarine and you can interview me? You can see the submarine. You can see what I've built. I'll tell you about my new buildventions. I'm sure he called it something stupid like that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, I'm not even shocked. So Kim agreed to join him on the submarine for two hours to conduct the interview. And her plan was that her boyfriend would drop her off and then her boyfriend would pick her up later that night. 
So around 7 p.m. their time, Kim met Peter at the docking area in the harbor. She boarded the Nautilus. Between 8.30 to 9 p.m., a passing ship saw them and actually took pictures of the two of them on the deck of the sub just hanging out because like they hadn't gone down yet. They drifted out and then went down like how subs work for those of you that don't know. And I'll post that picture on the Instagram like you can see them. They're just chilling. They're waving. They're nice. They look like two pals just hanging out. Right. They have the little like door thing open mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think like if I remember the picture correctly, one of them is standing on the sub and then the other one's like kind of half in half out like in that spot and they're just like hanging out yeah Mm -hmm. like just talking kim then texted her boyfriend and said i'm still alive but i'm going down now i love you he brought coffee and cookies which is such a fucking insane text to send like i'm still alive now because you know you're just kind of joking around being like oh i'm going on someone's homemade submarine like oh don't worry i didn't die yeah because that's a joke any of us would make if you know Absolutely. you're doing something like this. Yeah. If I die, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. be like, okay, please uh, make sure no fish eat me. Like, haha. Yeah. You just make it a fucked up joke like that. Yeah. From that point on, any text Oli sent to Kim went unanswered, which he didn't think much of because, again, she's in a submarine under, like, the water. So he's not thinking anything. Right. You don't really get reception down there. Correct. So the submarine never returned to that same harbor. And Kim's partner, Oli, ended up calling the police at 1.43 a.m. that night to report Kim missing. The Nautilus sub was sighted at Kogi Bay in the Drogdon Lighthouse area. It's about 30 miles south of Copenhagen. It, at at 10, 10, 1030 a.m. the next morning is when the Nautilus was first seen. Quite instantly, there was a rescue helicopter that was dispatched and they were able to contact Peter via the radio on the sub within 30 seconds. So keep in mind how short of a time this is of exiting the submarine. So Peter's Peter contacts someone on the radio, says, hey, something's wrong with my sub. They say, oh, my gosh, are you OK? He's like, no, I need help. And they're like, OK, come out of the sub. He comes out of the sub. He exits it. And then the sub fucking goes down. It drowns. Shit. <laughs> well, that's ominous, right? Like it's it's 30 seconds at Flounders. Like, mm, mm. So some fishermen that were in the area then help Peter out of the water and take him to the harbor for safety. Now, right away, you know, some people were like, was there anyone with you? And he said, yeah, you know, and they're like, "Okay, Mm -hmm. well, where's the girl that was with you? And he's like, well, I dropped her off at a certain dock area. It was over here. You know, like this is where I took her. And that that was it. Right. And the the area where he supposedly took her was a restaurant that did have CCTV footage. And so right away they were like, "Okay, like we're just going to kind of like reference that. And they're like, actually, the Nautilus wasn't seen on that footage was it somewhere else on the port like what happened but before much could really happen reporters started swarming peter and asking him what happened so they're asking more like what happened why did it sink Mm -hmm. not where's the fucking girl that was with you Mm -hmm. so peter starts giving a story the ballast tank had an issue which caused the sub to sink for those of you that don't know a ballast tank is the compartment that holds the air or the water so that it can provide stability and reduce and control buoyancy. 
And it is to provide an even load distribution to reduce excessive stress on the vessel so that, again, it can stay correct buoyancy and like stay level. It assists in allowing the sub to submerge or come up in a safe way with the distribution of the air and water. So he said that's what happened and that's why it sank. There was an issue with it. So the buoyancy was off. So it filled with water and it sank. And that was the issue. But like everyone's noticing this whole time Kim's talking or Peter's talking to the reporters like Kim is nowhere. And she's not mentioned. So people are getting a little suspicious Mm -hmm. on August 11th after being rescued. Okay, so we're we're still um, at this point in the same um, day that he's rescued because she gets on the boat on the night of the 10th. Right. So on the 11th, after being rescued, Peter was arrested and charged with negligent manslaughter uh, slash murder. Less than 24 hours later. Nice. Peter initially stated he had dropped Kim off the same night past 10 p.m. on land at the harbor. She then left the harbor and he hadn't seen her since. Authorities were pretty worried if something happened to Kim because Peter had to have deliberately sunk the sub to cover up evidence. They are thinking at this point. Because how else did the sub go down so fast? On August 13th, the Nautilus submarine was raised out of the water and put onto land in northern Copenhagen in the custody of the authorities at this point. And did, that, did he just think they weren't going to do that? <laughs> I, I think so, in all honesty. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's down there. Guess you can't see it ever again. Whoops, it is. Whoopsies. <laughs> it belongs with the fish now. <laughs> um... You can see the photos once the police have the Nautilus in their custody. There's like a picture where the police are standing around it. And then there's like a picture where it's behind a fence. So it's a little harder to see because there is a chain link fence obstructing part of it. I'll post whichever one's a little bit easier to see on the Instagram so that you can see what the Nautilus looks like. But even when the people are standing next to it, you can tell how big it is. And then there's a there's a, uh, a famous photo from a YouTube clip where Peter gives a tour of the inside of it. And there's like a photo of Peter sitting in the sub. I'll post that one too. Just so you can get a feel of the inside and the outside and how big it is. Like how big it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. On August 21st, a cyclist is, you know, just having a day, doing their thing, right? (laughs) Just cycling away. Cycling away. Like (laughs) having a good cycle along the beach being like, Taken in the day, having a nice morning, and then they found a torso. Okay. (laughs) So they found a torso that washed up on a beach. Authorities said the torso had the head, arm, and legs removed by being cut off. Like, there was apparent cut marks. On August 23rd, a post-mortem examination and DNA test determined the torso belonged to Kim Wall. They concluded that she had been bound She had uh, they had also found between 14 to 15 stab wounds in and near her groin and genital region, including in her genital region. Right. Yes. Yes. Plus, her lungs showed signs of mechanical asphyxia, which means she was either strangled or like cut around the neck and metal had been attached to her torso in an attempt to make her torso sink. Which is like metal piping, which we'll we'll get into how that came to be. But it was as if someone was trying to make her torso not found. Right. On October 25th, Peter no. Face. 
what I, fuck. August. <laughs> August. <laughs> On August 25th, Peter faced preliminary charges of indecent handling of a corpse. By September 5th, he had a pretrial hearing and Peter decided to change his story. This time he claimed Kim died because she was actually struck on the head by the submarine's hatch cover entirely by accident. They were about to go down. The thing hit her in the head. She gets knocked out and she dies. Okay. So, yeah, that that's that's the story. And he's sticking to it. He said he lost his grip on the hatch cover, which is one hundred and fifty five pounds. I mean, yeah, they're not they're not. They're not light. No, because they have to like seal in <laughs> the pressure of fucking water so that you don't drown. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, he just, you know, lost grip on it. So because he was holding it open for her and then it hit her in the head and her skull fractured. So he decided the best thing to do would be to bury her at sea out of respect. OK. Keep in mind, we've only found a torso with a bajillion stab wounds in it. Right. And strangulation. Right. He wanted to be respectful, so. Okay. We're lucky that he was respectful. Otherwise, this would be weird at this point. Right. On October 6th, some cadaver dogs were on the hunt with the Swedish authorities and police divers to hopefully find some more missing parts of Kim's body, which is such an awful sentence to have to say, especially for Oli, I bet. Because in his mind, he's like, I can't even identify my dead girlfriend. Like, literally can't i can't even have an open casket i can't do anything this is is fucked it's a lot of no closure on october 7th the next day authorities did succeed in finding two plastic bags in the kogi bay one containing kim's head legs and another with some clothes and a knife the bags were found to be weighed down with metal pipes and found a little over a half a mile away from where they found kim's torso Police used dental records to confirm that this was Kim Wall. What are the odds of finding all of that? That's insane. That's a lot to find. Sometimes you never find anything. No. Or you only find certain things and then it's impossible to find more. Right. I mean, we covered the heart case and there was a whole missing human. Devante was never found. The heart family murder is available in the archives also. Just saying. And... Lake Lanier, like how many things are just like gone. Or they'll randomly just find a head and they're like, well, where's the body? Where's everything else? (laughs) What do you mean? Yeah. Lake Lanier part one and two available in the archives also. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Very good episodes. So October 12th rolls around. So that was six days after um, the cadaver dogs were sent out. And uh, that's about five days after we found the first sets of bags. A saw is found in the water, like a hacksaw type thing, like a saw saw, like saw, cutting, cut saw, saw, saw. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Okay. For some reason, (laughs) when I said saw, it didn't sound like a real word. So I wanted to clarify what a saw was. But then the more I talked about it, it started sounding more fake. You didn't know what it was. No, I know what a saw is. A saw. It's a saw. English is weird, remember? Yeah. Because a saw is also... Like, like I, I saw can I saw that, but that's a saw. And they're spelled exactly it. the same. You know, they couldn't just spell saw with a Z or something. Stupid. I give Zaw. up. Zaw. Zaw. So I give they up. Found, they found a Zaw. <laughs> um, or like, why can't it just be called like a cutty or something? Like, you know, a cutty? Really? Because yeah, it cuts. Really? Cut, cut. Okay. Cut, cut. We're it could be on. called cut, cut. I would be cool with a cut, cut. Hey, can you bring your cut, cut over here? I got a tree I need to take down. 
Bring your cut cut. Please. <laughs> now and forever. Don't call cut, a saw cut. a cut cut. But work will hate you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> On November 22nd, Kim's left arm was found by the divers in the sea south of Copenhagen. So her left arm is now found. On the 29th, a few days later, Kim's right arm was found by divers. Uh, divers. <laughs> <laughs> by divers in the sea south of the danish capital so we almost pretty we have a full body at this point yeah very sad that it took us this long to get a whole body but we do have a whole body at this point that's still highly impressive well i mean we almost have a whole body we're missing one big thing like the for the rest of her head yeah but still like still impressive or no we found the head in the bags i'm so sorry the bags that were weighed down we have a head yeah yeah we have a full body oh but still amazing with him separating it that much never that never happens no also big props to this police squad and team a 24-hour arrest and doing all this and finding all the body parts damn swedish denmark the Denmark, the Swedish police in the Denmark area. I don't know which is the correct term here to use. <laughs> Damn, they got their American. shit together. <laughs> this is why no, Denmark is the number one place to live in, Amer- uh, in America. <laughs> in the world currently. I think it's still ranked number one. I would love to go. I would love to go. Yeah. You would need to speak Swedish, wouldn't you? Yes. What does Swedish sound like? What am I thinking? What does it sound like? It's kind of Russian like, isn't it? Is that what it is? Hmm. Okay. I don't know. That doesn't seem wrong. Don't quote me. Hmm. Wait, <laughs> where's Denmark? Is it where I'm thinking it is? Where is it? It's over there. <laughs> okay. This is Europe and this is Africa. Where is it? Is it like right there? I think so. I think so. It's like almost like the Central America of Asia. <laughs> And, and no, not Asia. It's closer to Europe, Europe and Africa, I think. Well, I'm a stupid American, if you can't tell. <laughs> I did not. I was not good at uh, geography at all. Hmm. I would be now. I would be like intrigued. And yeah, if I learned it now, I think I'd be. This good is at like it. that whole conversation we had before. where like, yeah. if I could retake history, I'd be like, whoa. But back then I was like. Fuck, I am tired. I don't want to do this. Well, geography for us was a, an, an, an elective course. You didn't have to take geography if you took enough history courses and stuff. That's not how that works. <laughs> and also you could pick between um, like uh, political courses or geography courses. So I took political courses and I took like government, advanced government placements, sociology, government placements. And then I took every history course our school had to offer. So I never took a geography course. I, I'm surprised I even know how to read a map. I'm so dumb. I'm not saying that like, <laughs> I'm like a dummy dumpster. Oh my gosh. Like I'm like a pick me right now. No, I, I genuinely, I don't. genuinely don't really know that. Yeah. well. That's why I'm very glad MapQuest and stuff existed when I was younger. I would have sucked at maps. Or Garmin. Yeah. Weird. Weird. We're old. Very. Um, so at the end of October, it had been almost a month since Kim's head had actually been discovered in the bags on October 6th. So they finally were able to to do a postmortem examination on it and they were finally able to schedule it and perform it, which they found some things out. 
They found that there was no signs of blunt force trauma, meaning the story of the hatch cover has to be a lie because there would be something. <gasps> no way. Like, does he not? Yeah, no, he has no. For being such a smart human being, able no to build sense. his own. Yeah, <laughs> dumb as a brick wall. Like, just, just literally a moron. So they they were able to rule that out, but they were unable to correctly identify or determine the cause of death at this point. So I do believe this is kind of a personal speculation, but because they were still trying to determine the death based on her head, it makes me believe they were able to rule certain things out. Like they were able to rule out. She obviously wasn't decapitated, like even though she was strangled, the decapitational part was not part of the reason why she yeah, died. Like, and it wasn't the, the stab wounds because otherwise wouldn't they have probably been able to tell. So I feel like if anything, they're kind of narrowing it down, but they don't have a full answer. On October 30th, with all the new information and stories about everything he's saying clearly being lies, Peter was offered again a chance to tell the truth. So he changed his story. They said, of course. Yeah. Like they're like, do you want to do, do you want to tell us what happened? Because that one wasn't true. And he's like, OK. Okay, no, but really this time, this, this time I'm, uh, this time I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, she slipped on a banana peel. No, <laughs> right. Um, no, Peter finally admits he did dismember Kim's body, but plot twist. He's like, but like, I didn't intentionally kill her. It was an accident. Okay. Well, that doesn't. Cause normal people just like dismember bodies. She accidentally died and I didn't know what to do. So I had to dismember her. It. It's a senseless crime. There is another case that does that. And I, for the life of me, cannot. Okay, I know who it is, but in a weird way. There's an It's Always Sunny episode. God damn it, Tina. <laughs> Where Frank is making a joke about how he used to work in the, uh, he used to have like, either like a slave shop or I don't a sex even shop. know who he is so it doesn't matter just one of the characters it's and he's making fun of that character because Robert Durst so when Robert Durst is um confessing he uncontrollably is burping his entire testimony and he's like so I burp and then I burp burp and I burp, burp. you've talked about this before I don't remember if it's on the podcast but you've definitely <laughs> talked about this before and so when they are making Danny DeVito do his fake like admitting to the slave trade or whatever he did I can't even remember they're making him do the burp scenario and stuff and they're like oh that's how we caught him is because like people have telltale signs and Robert Durst was that and there's a there's a really good docu-series on it called The Jinx, if you ever want to know more about Robert Durst. But Robert Durst did something really similar. I cannot remember the full thing right now because it's been forever since I've studied him. But essentially, I think he said something similar. Like, he's like, well, they came over to borrow a cup of sugar and then they <laughs> accidentally died by, like, falling onto a knife. So I I had to dismember them and put them in trash bags because I didn't want anyone to think I murdered them. So I had to get rid of it because I didn't murder them. They were accidentally dead. So I had to get rid of them. And it's some shit like that where it's like, no, that's not how things work. No. How dumb. Do Science you is kind of cool. It knows a few things. I just, I just don't get that. Like, well, they already died. So I had to get rid of the body. No, you call the police. Like, this isn't. You don't I touch kn- them. This is not. I know what you did last summer. Like, just call the police. people. Right. <laughs> now, 
with him saying that he didn't intentionally kill her. He had to find a new story. So he tells a story that like maybe like somehow just like uh, uh, perhaps it was it was completely accidental. Right. Like, oh, uh, I don't know how, but like I think um she maybe died because she like inhaled an absurd amount of poisonous exhaust gas like carbon monoxide that were in the submarine while he was on the deck though that's why he's not dead and right. she just happened to go in the engine room and breathe and that stuff was in there but he didn't breathe it so you know and then by the time he did go down there it was all gone and she was dead and he didn't know what to do i mean just let me I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. Like, are you kidding me? And then by the time he realized that, you know, the carbon monoxide had dispersed. He went down. They were under the water. And then he, you know, turns around to be like, so how do you like the sub? And then he's like, oh, my God, she's dead. Fuck. Before I get to land, what should I do? Ooh, ah, ooh, this is so awkward. Well, I don't want people to think I killed her. Ooh, OK, fuck. Um, I'm going to stab her 30 times and then dismember her and choke her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nope. That's it. No one will think I killed her then. And oh, <laughs> I'm just going to put the body parts in bags, different bags. Of course, I don't want oh, I don't want any of the bags to be too heavy. That would be weird. What if an animal gets into it? Oh, yeah, that's a good, good scenario. The fuck is wrong with you, Peter? <laughs> Literally. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, probably not. Uh, not a good idea. <sighs> so Peter said the fumes had made it impossible for him to rescue her. So he just had to, you know, like wait for the fumes to be gone. And then he found a dead, dead Kim. Oh, my hero. <laughs> so when he finally found the time that he could get down to her, she was past the point of resuscitation. But he did try. He tried anyways to revive her for over an hour, even mm. though she was already dead and he knew it. Okay. So his story then kind of changed a little bit. He's like, well, you know how I buried her at sea to be respectful. That's not necessarily the truth either. Like, <laughs> you don't say. So right. <laughs> you don't say. He's like, OK, so what actually happened was her lifeless body was too heavy for me to carry up the ladder onto the deck. So I was dismembering her to get her out of the sub to be respectful because I didn't want a dead body in my sub and he I, I didn't have another option. So, see, I was I was being a good guy. <laughs> and then okay. he, then he let her have a burial at sea. Don't like that. Shockingly. Oh, God. <laughs> they did another postmortem examination and the torso had no signs of exhaust fumes or gases in Does her he lungs. Does he think that those things just go away in water? And nonetheless, it's 2011, isn't it? Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry. It was 20... What What year is this? I don't know. 2017, I think. Oh, 2018. January. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, it's 2017. It's not like this is 1964. Right. Or even the 80s, maybe. I'll go I'll go crazy. If this was Richard Ramirez on a sub in the 80s, this is not the 80s where we don't know things. We have DNA. We have forensics. We have microscopes. We have test kits. We have a lot. We have a lot of things in science. <laughs> like, come on, my man. 
<sighs> okay, whatever. Well, well, he knows how to make a working sub, but he didn't realize that you could still detect some of those weird <laughs> gases when people drown. Well, and well, then and not then, drown, but you know what I mean. To make matters even more crazy, he he, you know, he did bring up a point about something like, "What if you know the fumes were gone because the water?" So they're like, "Okay, we'll test the sub." <laughs> So they have experts inspect the submarine and also proved there was no leaks, no issues with fumes or anything during operation of the sub. So would you like to change your story again? (sighs) He's zero for zero at this point. On January 16th, 2018, finally, Peter was formally charged. The charges he was dealt with was murder, indecent handling of a corpse and sexual assault you're like wait fuck you haven't even brought up that part yet yeah i mean not in detail <sighs> you skimmed over it a bit i didn't uh i didn't want to talk about it but guess what we have to so the prosecution accused him of having tortured kim before killing her by cutting her throat or strangling her more than likely the prosecutors also said peter was a dark inventor turned murderer The prosecution said the authorities had found videos of women being decapitated, impaled, and tortured on his hard drive. Oh, multiple people. Yes, that he had saved for sexual arousal purposing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, this man is not getting his um, spank bank stockage from Pornhub. It's, like, from the dark web 4chan of the most fucked up shit. Then Peter actually, like a woman Peter had had a sexual relationship previously, turned over texts where he told her that one of his goals is that he had a murder plan hatched out for his submarine, which involved cutting a woman up and killing her on a sub. Also, a web search included the terms beheading girl and agony was made on August 9th, 2017, which was the night before he invited Kim onto the boat or the sub to be murdered, and he had watched a decapitation video only hours before Kim actually boarded the sub that day. So premeditated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a bit, just just slightly. Prosecutor Jacob Bushepson told the court that no traces of Peter's DNA had been found on Kim's body. Okay. However, and I'm quoting this exactly as the court said it. Traces of semen had been found in the underpants, which were secured from Peter Madsen after the arrest, end quote. Meaning he had semen and cum in his underpants that he was wearing during the time of murdering. So the act of killing and dismembering Kim was enough to get him off. But we aren't supposed to worry because he didn't rape her is how like the defense was playing it but the prosecutor was like no that's still no fucked. fuck off right like, no so i mean yeah i'm glad he didn't rape her that's i guess a small silver lining here especially for Oli to probably think about like at least that's one oh, yeah, thing she didn't have to endure yeah but he a little bit of closure there tortured her and then cut her head off potentially brutally brutally and who knew which stab wounds or torturing he did before he killed her because like we said they were they were in her 
groins, some of them heat in her in her genitals. He knew what he was doing, clearly. Right. Also, while under questioning, Peter denied ejaculating while he was with Kim. So they think it probably happened while he was dismembering her. But also, do we trust Peter? But kind of about that thing, like, who knows? Because it seems like dismembering was his thing. You remember how I said this was like Dahmer? (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? (sighs) Okay. There are similarities, okay? Okay. I'm just proving myself. So it was discovered. Another crazy, disgusting thing. Okay, this is very Dahmer-esque, so... Don't yeah, start. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> me, I don't want to cover Dahmer because the the fucking TV show me covers Dahmer's twin brother. <laughs> right, literally. <laughs> it was discovered Peter slept with Kim's dead body for two hours, like not like sexually, just like cuddled Sleeping, with yes. her dead body that he had already started to dismember and ejaculated in his pants over the concept of for two hours. Because he was contemplating suicide, but then he decided instead to finish dismembering her and get rid of the body. Those are the options and that's the one you went with? <laughs> those are not. There are many other options, sir. <laughs> like, oh my God. Why weren't any of the options like do a puzzle together and do the interview in the submarine and call it a night? And then go, get home safely like, and get fame from the amazing interview right like did he think he was just gonna get away with it and then build a rocket and then go hide in space or something probably and i'm sorry but like when you're already that fucked up why couldn't you just stayed fucked up and kept inventing stuff and then maybe died an old death like it's already fucked up that that's the kind of stuff that got your rocks off but like i don't know couldn't you have just like kept it to yourself (laughs) there are tons of creepy 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 fuckers in the world couldn't you have just been one of them and not been like sadistic and creepy and just been like acted upon feelings the ick creepy the ick the The ick (laughs) i'm just thinking about the ick okay the authorities were still trying to find more evidence to use against peter in the trial then on january 12th the police stopped searching for kim or peter's cell phones because they believed they were thrown thrown off at sea like thrown out of the sub at some point but they really wanted those because they wanted to see if there was anything else. Like on, any photos and things? Yeah. Yeah. On January 16th, 2018, a new indictment for Peter was released for homicide that, in quotes, took place with prior planning and preparation, in quotes, as well as, quote, sexual relations other than intercourse of a particularly dangerous state as well as for the dismemberment, end quote. So they wanted to get him for the premeditation due to the fact that there was evidence that in August before Kim boarded the sub, remember? Well, it, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned in August. Sorry. The fact that he did watch the videos and everything before Kim boarded the sub. But then in August, before Kim boarded the sub, before he even ever texted her, Peter went out of his way to add extra items to the sub that you normally wouldn't have during a voyage, especially because like we had talked about this earlier, submarines have limited amount of space. You got to pick and choose your things like. You can't bring your Xbox, but yes, you can bring a Rubik's Cube. Like, right. You got to make choices here. Well, Peter went out of his way to add some extra items that he probably just shouldn't have because they would just like take up space. Some of them like a saw. 
why do you need a saw on the boat? You're not cutting anything because if you do, you're letting in water. Right. Like I would hope you weren't cutting anything. (laughs) Unless you're also bringing venison down there to make like a stew. Is there a kitchen in your sub, sir? You still don't want a saw for that. No, you don't. He brought a bunch of spare metal pipes. Now, when I say that, there's almost some people that could like make an excuse being like, oh, well, maybe he was going to think he could use some to fix. They were like old, rusted, not the same size as the pipes in the sub. These weren't like Like scrap metal. Yes. And these were in the end, the pipes that were used to weigh down her body. That's why. Right. But then he brought a screwdriver like, OK, I can see the argument like, well, you know, he might need anyone had. Yeah, no. Screwdriver. I literally carry one in my glove compartment in my car. Do I need it in my glove compartment? No. Do I feel safer with it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You just you need a sometimes screwdriver. you need one. So the trial begins on March 8th, 2018 at the Copenhagen Courthouse. During the trial, Peter spoke about himself in third and in first person, interchanging them and switching between present and past tense and making movie references the entire time. So you can't get your story straight, right? (laughs) Wait, what did I say that one time? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. I'll just talk about myself in third person. Yeah. And then he'll be like, well, when Peter boarded the sub, he was feeling quite melancholy that day. And then I decided that I was going to feel also really happy. But it was a very tumultuous feeling it was a bleak day for for peter Peter. (laughs) (laughs) right he went as far to apologize for his accounts of the crime saying that he he was really sad that he did it because it sounded like a bad movie peter (laughs) like i hate you so corny peter claimed that his lies were to protect kim's family from the truth of her gruesome death of you know, the like poisonous gases or the hatch injury. Like he also switched between still using both stories during the court, both stories that had already been proven wrong. Like. A hundred percent. Yeah. There was no possibility of all of those things happening. So the, the, uh, uh, um, they asked him why he had such violent videos like on his hard drive. And why he watched them. And he tried to explain it away. He said watching women suffer brought out a really um, em- empathy style d- trait with him. And it gave him the tendency to always root for the underdog. Wait, like <laughs> what? Root for the person to get away? I guess because he's so empathetic. Okay. Mm I think the word he was looking for is. I'm pathetic, but he accidentally said empathetic. And then he's like, oh, oh, that's a good moment. Yep. Yep. I have empathy. But but he meant to say, I'm pathetic. I'm stupid. My name's Peter. I'm dumb. And he just he said it wrong. Just slightly. Slightly. When being questioned at the trial about the dismemberment, Peter said, God, I if you've ever wanted to just like hurt another person by like smacking them with like a sock filled with rocks this is that moment okay (laughs) a sock filled with rocks (laughs) so they're like peter why did you dismember her and he goes what do you do when you have a big problem you divide it up i hate him i hate him where's empathy in that sir i just want to take bag rocks to his face (laughs) stupid face so corny he showed no empathy during the trial. 
which is, you know, his trait, though. He said he's so empathetic. Super. He continued with the claim that, yes, he dismembered her, but he did not murder her at all. He is not a murderer at all. He's a dismemberer, <laughs> but he's not a murderer. Mur- murder her. I mean, if it's. <laughs> yeah. By April 25th, they had already reached a verdict. Peter Madsen would receive life in prison with the guilty conviction on all three charges. The judges at the trial called this case one marked as unusual brutality. The court also ordered him to pay an amount equal to approximately $19,700 to Kim's boyfriend, Oli, as well as for the submarine to be destroyed just to spite him. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Bye. Now, close to that same time around the time as this trial was like going on and ending and everything between 2017 and 2018 somewhere. Peter's wife had actually left him. That's good. Yeah. Because fuck him. Fuck him. On September 26th, Peter did try to appeal, which also I it's Ted Bundy did it too. I'm always so shocked when they have wives Mm -hmm. and they're normal towards their wives. And then they go out and they do something like this to a person, a woman. Yeah. Especially the ones that have like children and families and stuff like right. when you think of Gacy, when you think of Robert Bordello, when you think of them like Bordello, Bordella. I'm thinking of Portillo's and his name is Bordella. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think I just like made up half of his name. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When you think of people like that, like, OK, you think of someone I'm trying to I, I always try to name famous people so that Kylie knows who I'm talking about. So that's why. I don't try to dig too deep when I do my analogies. You think of someone like Eileen Warnos, the woman that, you know, went on her little crazed streak. Eileen had a really tough childhood. I think she was made into the person she was. Yes, she had a significant other in a sense, her girlfriend and stuff. But then she went around murdering men. She wasn't also like married to a man and have kids. And then she would go out and kill men and or kids like she killed men. And she said it's because she's hated men. Okay, that kind of makes sense. But then there's uh, like, again, killers like Gacy. Gacy had a family. He was a childhood clown at parties and stuff. And then he would just go and fucking ruin people's lives. And it's like, what if one of those was like your kids? Do you not have any compassion for human life i mean i know you don't i know like obviously not (laughs) i know but at the same time like i just i don't see i don't fathom how killers can have two mentalities it is the strangest anomaly in the human psyche to me that is the weirdest part of killers more than anything to me so september 26th peter tried to appeal his sentence Luckily, the High Court of Eastern Denmark upheld the sentence. I wonder why. (laughs) You mean you can't get away with murder? Apparently you can't. But wait, there's more. Okay, there really is more. I'm going to get to that. But here's the thing. When I knew that I wanted to like, because I was thinking, I was like, I want to make a moment here to be like, but wait, there's more. (laughs) I... Love Scream. It is iconically my favorite movie in the whole world. No way. We we are aware of this. If I have taught the humans of the world something, it's that I like Scream. Okay. Just just slightly. Maybe a little. I was thinking of this quote 
the but wait, there's more. Mm -hmm. Okay. And every time I hear that in my head, I have a very clear image of Sue Mocker, aka Matthew Lillard, in the kitchen saying that phrase, then turning around and grabbing Sydney's dad out of the closet with the knife in the hand and everything. I've never faltered from that thought in my head. That's not in Scream. That's not even in the movie. As soon as you said in the kitchen, I was in my head saying with the lead pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) But the thing is, is in Scream, he says, yeah, you're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. Hold a second. Be right back. So when Scary Movie did it, they said, but wait, there's more. Hold on to your seat, baby, because this one's a screamer. And in my head, I have never realized that that line that I have iconically had as part of Scream isn't even in Scream. It's in Scary Movie. Well, that's a Mandela effect for you. It really is, because when I went to look it up, it was other people. There were the so many people. There were so many people that were like, no, 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 no. Definitely that was a line in Scream and then Scary Movie stole it word for word. Right. And like everyone, there's like a whole Reddit dedicated to this. Yeah. About how everyone remembers that being a Matthew Lillard line. And there is a lot of things about Scream that were cut, specifically a lot of scenes with Cotton in like the second movie, like Cotton's whole death scene. If you went and saw Scream 2 in theaters, Scream 2 was different. It was not what people know as Scream 2 to this day at all. So anyways, there's a lot of differences. And if you watch the deleted scenes, you'll see what I mean and stuff. But so many of us have this memory of the Scream movie with Stu and that scene. And we're all like, well, maybe it was a deleted scene. Maybe it was and stuff. But no one can find it anywhere. It doesn't exist because it didn't. It didn't. It was scary movie only, supposedly. But so many of us. So many of us died on the hill. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Because like, I get it. We could mix up these because scary movie is a portrayal of scream but that so many people thought like die hard it was the scream it was matthew lillard though because their voices aren't even that much like the two people the two different actors so there's that but okay really there is more so let's get to it now that Corey alluded me to talk about the mandela effect which is something we've talked about in the past mandela effect mm-hmm. you know where you could find that is it in the archives it is in the archives <laughs> <laughs> yeah So the story, Peter, of Peter, Peter, Peter's story of Mm -hmm. what he did, it Mm -hmm. doesn't end, right? So unfortunately, this dumb fuck, he was sentenced (laughs) and he had a few more incidents that we just got to talk about. On August of 2018, he was admitted to a hospital after being attacked in prison by a fellow inmate who was 18 years old. Hell yeah, 18 year old. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Shank him. (laughs) Get him. I don't actually know what he did, but cool. Then he might have been equally as bad. So, (laughs) yeah, he probably was. So finally, in September of 2020, Peter admitted to a Danish documentary that he did kill Kim Wall, stating the only one who is guilty. And that is me. There is only one. There is only one that is guilty. There is only one. There is only one who is guilty. And that is me. It's like eight words. How can I not read? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. On October 20th, 2020, Peter made a great attempt at freedom. (laughs) Literally. 
guys, you got to go watch this on YouTube right now. Just oh, my God. It's on YouTube. Google Peter Madsen escape from prison. <laughs> so Peter briefly escaped from prison by threatening the prison psychologist using a pistol like object. Excuse me. It reminds me of Bullet Train when he has he's like, there's a gun on the table. It's giving that moment. Yeah. So Peter attempted to flee equipped with the object that he claimed to be a bomb belt. Also, he said he had a bomb belt on. At that point, who cares if he gets away? He, You're what's gonna he gonna die. do if he, yeah, stays? Yeah. He's gonna blow himself up. So Peter ran through the parking lots while trying to get away. You can watch the entire thing on YouTube, like I said, because it's all available thanks to security cameras. And <laughs> in the security cameras and some of it, they're just like the guards are standing there screaming at him. So it kind of looks like a joke because he's like, it seems like one of those things where it should have music like na 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 in the background. What are they screaming? That he's running around and they're like, Peter, go back to your cell. Peter's loose. <laughs> Peter Madsen's on the loose. Oh my they're God. just like screaming. <laughs> the bomb squad ended up getting deployed because, again, he said he had a bomb attached to him. Peter got surrounded and apprehended by police a third of a mile away from the prison and taken back to custody. Not yeah. even a mile away. <laughs> OK, I didn't even describe that very well. When I say Peter was surrounded and apprehended, they tackled him like into bushes and like need his back pull putting this man on the ground and there's like a photo of it <laughs> oh fuck peter that's Madsen. not in the video though uh i, I don't was. remember i don't think it was and i think they just like inserted the pictures at the end there's quite a few videos though so i wish someone would have had like a police body cam on that's though, what i yeah for that's, the job. that's what i'm kind of thinking of the escape was at 10 21 p.m it only lasted minutes and then he was back in prison what a fucking dumb. Sucks to suck. <laughs> so Peter's currently at the Hearstvester prison. It's just outside Copenhagen. And while in prison, he also got married. Yep. Yep. That. Yep. 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 Someone Ooh. married him. All right. Her name is Jenny Kirpin, and she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. A uh, 39-year-old Russian artist and former journalist she is, which also... How disrespectful do you have to be yes. being a journalist and knowing he murdered a journalist who was trying to get a story on him and you're clearly trying to get. <sighs> OK. All right. Nope. Don't like that. So I Jenny like married it. Peter on December 19th, 2019. According to her Facebook page, she 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 just um, announced it to the whole world. Yeah. She just changed her Facebook status. OK. Pretty ballsy. She then told BBC Russian News that her marriage to Madsen was genuine. She complained after they got married that thousands of weird, stupid, absurd and aggressive comments, messages and threads of physical nature from so-called normal law abiding good people were sent to her. I wonder why. I don't, I don't know. What, why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't understand why. Um, Jenny wrote a really on a really long online post. I mean, it's not it's not that long, but she wrote a pretty long Facebook status that I'll have Kylie read because it's just it explains how the situation. So Jenny wrote on her Facebook, my husband committed a horrible crime and he is punished for that. However, knowing him for for real gives me an exclusive right to say that I am lucky to be with the most beautiful, smart, talented devoted and empathetic person and man ever. My husband is the one who of two victims of his crime is and staying alive was punishment itself for him. Jenny. What the fuck? Girl. <laughs> 
beautiful, smart. I mean, I could, I could, I could, I could put that in there. I mean, he did successfully create submarines, but but also he his lies and everything make him <sighs> stupid. Also, yes, he's uh sub smart. Like he's science smart. He's math smart. He is zero street smart, lying smart, like being yeah, he's like, book smart, but he's not common sense smart, ma'am. <sighs> uh, Jenny. And my husband is the one of two victims. Are you did you did you forget about the other people? Like also Oli's a victim in this at this point. Yeah, there are many victims in Her this. Her whole family is victims at this point. Yeah. No. Also, think about even just that one girl who went on the date with him that then was like, yeah, no, he like told me that he wants to murder someone. So there wasn't a date number three. Like (laughs) what? Or I'm wondering what were some of his other sexual encounters like? I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm not wondering, like, I'm wondering. But like if he's this violent and aggressive and the fact that he mutilated a woman's genitals with a saw and or knife type creature creature <laughs> item. And who knows? Maybe the screwdriver. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a good love maker. Probably not. No, I think he's one of those that doesn't choke you in the good way. <laughs> right. <laughs> no good. No good chokes. No good time. chokes. So Jenny used to work for a Russian opposition news website that was banned. This is a little backstory on her because she is. She she makes good life choices. So, um, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I got to tell you about her. This is super derailing, but it's it's worth it. OK, yeah, yeah. Just wait. So she works for this Russian opposition news website that was banned by authorities. She in the past had a relationship with a man named Alexei Devyatkin. And they had a wild relationship, too. Like, oh, just wait. So she and Alexi were arrested in 2012 after attending rallies of the far left opposition led by Edward Limonov. They were part of a group that is essentially a terrorist group that was opposing President Vladimir Putin. Shit. So the couple then fled to Ukraine because I don't know if you guys know anything about Putin, but Putin doesn't like people that don't like him. Is yeah. the nicest way to say that. That's fair. He's very dick, dictatorial. Dictatorial is dictatorial a word? Dictatory. Dictatorial. Dictatorial. You're saying it too much, and now I can't think. Dictatoration. I'm not getting dictitious. <laughs> I, think, I like that one. <laughs> I think all these are not real words. I think dictator is the only word and i think we're supposed to say he's a strong dictator or something but we're like we're gonna make it into a new word yep (laughs) multiple multiple new words maybe that's the next quiz what's the best one dictitious dictatory dictator tot dictatorial dictator tot (laughs) so the couple fled to ukraine then to finland where they were granted political asylum after being dubbed political terrorists at this point okay So Jenny was working as a journalist and she launched a project in mid 2018 to apparently work or talk with Peter. So that's like after her and Alexi, right? But Junie, Junie, (laughs) Jenny realized she needed some form of collaboration with Peter himself. And in autumn of 2018, some personal communication began. 
It's reported that Peter and Jenny became pen pals around August 2018. And actually, Peter had been receiving other female admirers during during his appeals and trials like the whole time. If that's. uh, I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone ever, but Jesus Christ, what? So I understand the concept of prison pen pals. I really, really do. Like, no, I get it. Yes. Prison pal, pen pals. Fine. But glorifying admires like it's no like how Richard did, how Ted did. Yeah. I, ew, I don't even like that. I'm calling these people like first names like we're buddies. Fuck them. <laughs> um, Chris Watts did like when you glorify serial killers or even just a murderer. A, that's disgusting behavior. And I have beef with you. But B, it's also just um, disrespectful to everyone in the whole universe Mm -hmm. and not even just victims of that person's crime. Like, okay, Chris Watts, if you're out here writing how much of a boner you have for him, you're not just disrespecting um, Shanann and Cece and Bella, which is the family that he murdered his family, but you're also disrespecting Shanann's family. Um, you're disrespecting her best friend, Nikki. You're disrespecting also victims of other crimes that have had the same feelings and or concepts happen to them to where they're feeling that way, that they had a hold when they were hearing this news report about Shanann or people that have been in an abusive relationship that were able to get out of it, unlike how Shanann wasn't. And they have a feeling, an emotional attachment to this. You are just mm-hmm. such a disrespectful person. So if you are doing a prison pen pal system. I'm not upset. I get it. I do. And sometimes there are very strong reasons why people should and shouldn't have pen pals in prison. But when it's people like this man, I don't think it's benefiting anyone by allowing him to have prison pen pal systems. Or admirers. Or admirers. Um, There are a list of people, and I think there should be more rules about who can and cannot receive things in prison. And I think like certain crimes should allow people to be taken away. Like it's a privilege Mm -hmm. to be able to talk to the outside society. I agree. And not everyone is deserving of that privilege. I agree. Okay. And Peter is of one of those that is not. Mm -hmm. So Jenny currently, the, the girl that he is was married to mm-hmm. is is what was their divorce now god i can't talk so jenny lives in the finnish town of salo with alexi so she lives with that guy okay her ex and they have two infant sons which if it's if it's if it's an infant that means it was not born that long ago right and um Peter, if you two have been seeing each other for more than nine months, I would like to tell you how babies work. (laughs) Did you know? (laughs) Because I'm going to have a hint for you. I think Jenny might still be sleeping with Alexi. Up for debate. Maybe. But there are no conjugal visits in Denmark. So I'm going to just say I have a feeling. So according to sources, though, she was super happily married to Peter. But then she posted something on her Facebook. Jenny Kirpin posted on January 7th, 2022, that they got divorced. So, Did you know that you could be like happily married and then just get like divorced out of nowhere? Just for no reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm happy. What, did you realize maybe he's a murderer? <laughs> Jesus. On a good note, 
because we have to like say something happy at the end, right? Uh, the family of Kim, so Kim Kim Wall, uh, and the International Women's Media Foundation called IWMF, every year since 2018 now, has been granting two women journalists uh, the um, rights to be grant recipients of the Kim Wall Memorial Fund, KWMF. That's kind of what I talked about in the beginning, but mm-hmm. so there's that. That's one kind of... So like, two women get it every year? Yeah. That's nice. It's yeah. enough to be they're generous. Yeah, they're trying to do good, at least. And poor... And it's so sad to think of probably what, like, Oli had to think about because he was also planning to move to a whole new, like, country and everything. And now he was so happy to probably be sharing that life experience with his partner that he planned this life with Mm -hmm. and now not only is he doing that but like his life is destroyed his future ideas are destroyed he's moving to a place where who even knows if he could speak that language what if that was part of his godsend was he has that emotional attachment with another human that he's going to learn with them do you think there's so much that could have been a big picture moment that is ruined for a whole nother human here Mm -hmm. that's so devastating to think about well, and like that's a huge cultural change. Yeah. Like huge cultural change. And the fact that he's now having to do that. And did it, he go? Do you are you I, sure? I don't know. I don't know. It's it, there's Wasn't not it for a ton a job? about him. It was for work, right? It didn't necessarily say. Oh, it okay. just said that he was moving and she was coming with him. So it kind of Gave me the implication, I think, like, yes, his job mm-hmm. was relocating him. And since she could travel, she's like, sure, yeah, I'll come with you. Like, or hers fine. was more like centralized over there. Like, yeah, that's around the areas that she wouldn't regularly go to. I mean, she kind of went to all over. She, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're right. But that's just that's that's heavy. Mm-hmm. That's very heavy. And I bet he also feels guilty because he's like, well, I did go there to pick her up and she wasn't there. And I mean, I am 0% blaming this man for anything that happened, but he did wait and to call until 1am. But also he's like, well, she didn't text me and she was on the sub. Who knows? They could easily lose track of time. He's like, also, she's interviewing someone. What what was I supposed to think was happening? You know, and he probably now thinks he's like, well, what if I would have called earlier? Yeah. What if? What if, what if, and that's what his thought is now for the rest of his life. Feeling really guilty. And if he does find a new person to be with, you know, that relationship, he's going to have so many scared thoughts all the time. Even just something as simple as. No, don't leave. Yes. I'm wanting to go to a store or something. He could be like, well, I thought nothing bad could happen. Well, what's the worst that could happen now? Because also she was going to her job. Right. And now he has to think every day. His future person when they go to work. Well, you could apparently die doing literally anything in life. Yeah. So sad. So for my sources tonight, I've been dreading this part all night because that is a name. I cannot pronounce the thing I watched. And it looks like foreskin yes it does (laughs) it looks like it says enter foreskinning (laughs) literally so i watch this documentary it's on hbo max it's good um (laughs) its translation is called the investigation it is (laughs) 
Esther Forskinnigan. Yeah, that's not it. I know that's not it. E-F-T-E-R-F-O-R-S-K-N-I-N-G-E-N. Do you oh, hear how well, many it's letters? probably like because it's like S-K-N, so it's probably like after Forsk Ninjin. Yeah. It was very they rolled it off the tongue like just Escafondin. Well, and I'm yeah. like, whoa. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm gonna need that eleven times again slower. Like like a lot. A lot slower. Like a lot How about slower. letter by letter? Okay. Um yeah, it's it's a good one. It does it gives a lot of information about this. Uh I watched a documentary called Into the Deep. The submarine murder case. It's available on Netflix. Less information, but still really good. If you guys are interested in this case, though, that one, it, it's a quick, easy thing to watch. And it just really puts it all into perspective because they show a lot. There's a docuseries called Undercurrent, The Disappearance of Kim Wall. There's another docuseries called The Submarine Killer, Confessions of a Murderer. Then, well, eventual confessions of a murderer. <laughs> yeah, it took a while, actually. <laughs> And then there's a really, really good book called Under the Surface, The Murder of the Journalist Kim Wall and the Search for Truth in the Submarine Case. That's the title. That's a very long title. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, by Christina Anderson. It's really good. Um, maybe I, she knew her. Oh, maybe. Maybe she was a fellow writer. Maybe. Um, I Today was, or maybe it was yesterday. My days all blur together. I was recommended a book about a case. I've read a book about this case already about the Turpin family. And uh, one of our listeners, Megan, told me about another book I should read. And I this makes me sound illiterate. I don't mean it like this, but like we all know I don't read. It's because I don't have time. I can't physically sit with a book in front of me. I, I'm too busy, but I love a good audio book. You'll catch me listening. Well, yeah, you. I do listen every single day because I do research. But I'm very excited because she mentioned it and I have already purchased it. I'm going to listen to it in my spare time. In all of your spare time? All 12 minutes I have a day. Well, you might get more spare time with this, you know, weather advisory. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, so I did. I did buy this book and I'm really excited. I don't think I'm ready to cover the Turpin family yet because it is a lot of kids stuff and... No more. No, no, none of that. No, 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 no. We need a break from that. Kylie thinks I've done a lot of kids lately. Um, so I'm going to take a break from that for now. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not ready to cover the Herpin case. It is a really big case. It would probably have to be two parts for me to, I feel like, for me to do it correctly. So we're just going to put that one in the back pocket. But I'm really excited to read this book. So thank you, Megan, for telling me about it also um we had some friends reach out to us today that told us that they did in fact last year go to the mothman festival and they shared some pictures with us yes it was awesome and they're actually a fellow podcasting um team and they were like now you guys have to come next year and we can all meet up and we can talk moths together let's do it i was like actually that sounds amazing (laughs) don't tempt me with a good time or do it. That's yeah. fine. I mean, you don't really have to tempt me. I want to do it either way. Right. <laughs> so thank you guys for staying for 2022. This is the last, I mean, other than like bonuses and things like that or anything. But this like the last this is episode, the last normal scheduled episode of 2022. 
whole year of you guys listening to us now. 2023 isn't real. I, well, like no. it just it's we've real. had this conversation. Birds are not. There's different. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Who are we thanking tonight? <laughs> well, the conductor of the bird society. No. <laughs> Stop. Um I will say though guys, 2023 has a lot of really good things in store. We have a lot of really good episodes that we have planned, aligned and scheduled. We also have some really good um other like just like little events, 411s, things like that that are all planned and in the works so that hopefully we can give you guys a really good 2023. I mean, really good. We're a true crime podcast. How good can we make it? But you know what we mean? We'll make it good with some aliens and cryptids in the meantime. Because you know we love those. Yeah. I made a really fun list of A to Z cryptids. Or no, not A to Z. 50s. 50s. 50 cryptids so that no matter what, I do one from every single state in the U.S. So that none of you guys can be like, oh, I wished I heard about a cryptid from my state. I am making sure that no matter what, I will cover one from every state. So you know what you have to look out for. It's a Unless something happens to this podcast ending, it's a promise. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> Unless. We don't plan on that, though. Because so, who knows? There's a really you know. bad blizzard. Who knows? Maybe we'll get snowed in for the rest of time. The rest of time. <laughs> It'll be like a... Let's not do that. What's that Jake Hall movie with Dennis Quaid that I love so much? A Day, a day to After Tomorrow. No. Did you say A Day, day to Remember? remember? <laughs> <laughs> I... <sighs> Love oh that my movie. god, wait. What? You said a day to remember yeah. band, but I was thinking a walk to remember with Mandy Moore. <laughs> Everything is very different than that movie. Oh, this is But over. I loved that movie, but the tornado scared the shit out of me. Okay. I have posted this on my Facebook and I will stand by this till the day I die. I am not scared of that many movies in life, like horror movies, thrillers, anything. I'm not scared of killers and stuff. I think the day after tomorrow is the scariest film I have ever seen in my whole life. I mean, now that I watch it, now that I know like Corey's got gotten me into like the CGI of things and stuff like that. So it's like not as scary for oh, me because I can just tell now. No, it's because it could happen. But I still. Yeah, no, but I still will not watch Twister. Oh, uh, I was never scared of Twister. I think it's because I was we're so used to Okay, so let me tell you a story. A very fast story. Just a a thumb, just a little sprinkling, just a little thumbnail of this. Um, When I was in fifth grade, we covered all of the, um, what did they call it when they, when they covered weather, like the ecosystem or what? Anyway, um, it was time for tornadoes, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were learning about tornadoes and like, it's fascinating. Like, I love science. I love science. But when we were covering tornadoes, I had a nightmare every single night until that was over. (laughs) And I was just like, this is like making me sick. Like, I don't I don't like this. I like learning about it. But like my brain was like, fuck you. We're going to think about it and create it. And you're going to get wrapped up in a tornado every night. It was great. I loved it. It was awesome. It was amazing. I I gotta rewind for one second. We were talking about the day after tomorrow, by the way. No, it's a day to remember. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about a day to remember. And um, Jeremy McKinnon did this. No, okay. Um, so funny story. I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and um, I'm convinced that, okay, for anyone that knows me and I'll tell this story another day, I'm not going to tell it right now because it's very off subject, but I'm convinced my mother is Cher. 
But on another note, I'm also convinced my father is Dennis Quaid and that Dennis Quaid and Pierce Brosnan are the same person. So that one's just a whole fucking line of things. Don't fucking get me started. Okay. okay. <laughs> However, I think, although I have apparently been proven wrong as of 2022, I think Jake Gyllenhaal reads every single script before he applies for a movie or like does an audition because I have never in my life seen a bad Jake Gyllenhaal film, no matter what. The film is at least good in its core. Jake Gyllenhaal picks good movies to be in. Apparently I'm wrong because The Prisoners on Netflix, his brand new movie is the worst movie ever. But I haven't watched it yet, so I'll judge it in a week or two. Um, but going off of that, Jake Gyllenhaal's been in a lot of movies, like a lot of like movies. a lot of movies. So I don't know how, but there was an interview like only a few years ago. OK, like in the 2012s, 2010s, 20s, somethings. Mm -hmm. And a day the day after tomorrow came out, what, like 2002 or 2001, something like that. So at least like 20 years later, there's an interview with Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal. And they're like, blah, blah, blah. And does it ever remind you of the time when you guys were in the movie together? And Jake Gyllenhaal looks at the interviewer and goes, we've never been in a movie together. And Dennis Quaid looks at him and he's like, I was your dad. And he's like, and what? And he's like, the day after tomorrow about the post-apocalyptic world. And you just see Jake Gyllenhaal all of a sudden realize it. And his eyes get really big. He goes, oh, my God, you were my dad in a movie once. Did you know that? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah. yes, uh, I you were my son. And he's like, no, 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 no. Do you remember the movie? We were in it together. Well, in his defense, though. They were only in the film together for like two scenes. If that. Like the very end. Like, yeah. That's it. And so, but it was so funny. Jake Gyllenhaal, like his mind was blown knowing that him and Dennis Quaid were in a movie together. And he was just so like, holy shit, dude, that was you. What the fuck? Like, right? almost like, you're my, I remember you're my you from high school. Like, right? It was one of those. And I was laughing so hard. And Margie has never seen The Day After Tomorrow. So I explained it to her in 50 some texts. Oh, Every God, plot I would pay to see those of the whole movie, like <laughs> line for line as it was happening. And I was watching it. I explained the entire movie to her. And so she's like, well, now I don't have to watch a movie. I was like, no, 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 we'll still watch it. Don't worry. Right. It's on HBO. We got this. Um, But and so like it was only like two weeks after that, that we happened to see that TikTok. And I was just like, babe, look, babe, babe. And she's like, you know, I've still not seen the movie. It right? doesn't matter. I was it doesn't, like, no, it doesn't no, matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's Jake Dylan all the time. I loved him in Ambulance. Yeah. I think Ambulance. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I liked him in, what's the one? It's essentially a remake. He's the 911 operator. Dispatch, I think. I, yeah. But that's essentially like a remake of the first one where the girl was mm -hmm. on the phone in the car. I haven't seen that one, but I want to. It's I also want to see the one Corey wants me to watch. Enemy? Enemy. Mm. Where he has like a twin. Sounds familiar. I still think, and I don't care who fucking says it, I think Nightcrawler is one of his best films. I still haven't seen that one either. That one's really good. Zodiac's okay, but Zodiac's mostly okay because of who all's in it. I feel like it's a very slow movie, but I like slow movies. I like slow burns, but like him, Robert Downey Jr. And God, someone else is in it. Like that's Duke already Law a really someone. good one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good cast. Something like so. That. We always talk about movies. Yeah, who are we thanking tonight? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know how we got fucking on that subject. Okay. I don't I don't either. So thank you guys to everyone that helps make this podcast what it is. You guys are huge parts of the CSP family. So thank you so much. 
Big thanks to you, Corey, cord.media.photography every single week for editing our episodes and helping us pretty much essentially get our stuff out into the world because otherwise we'd sound like awful. Yeah. Just bad. Just real bad. You guys don't want to hear all the stuff he has to cut out all the time. We're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) And the dogs. Oh, and the dogs. Saber. (laughs) Literally. Do your best saber impersonation real quick. That's your best saber? Yeah. I feel like it was too like R sounding. She's more like she like gurgles. That's what I was trying to do because it's like I can't roll my R's or anything so like I don't think I could make that noise. She also does that where she's like and she like groans it. Yeah. We'll get it for you guys sometime. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, which is at Cryptic Soup Pod, where our DMs are always open for suggestions. So slide on in. You can also join the Facebook group, which is Cryptic Soup Pod Official. In this group, we post further updates on our lives or our cases. Uh, you can also join us and hang out on the socials to stay up to date and be a part of the CSP fam. All of our links can also be easily found at crypticsouppod.com as well. Any kind of a- Apple podcast review and ratings or Spotify ratings help not only share who we are, share, get our name out there and just make us feel good about what we're doing. But they just, you know, they're the thing to do to let us know how it's we're doing. progressing. <laughs> like, yeah, because we think I would say we think we've gotten better in the year we've been doing this. Maybe we have. No, anytime, anytime anyone's like, oh, you have a podcast? What is it? And then I give it to them and they're like, okay, yeah, I'll start listening. Like, okay, start from the last one. Start from the most recent one. (laughs) I I think it's so funny though when people start in a random one. Like, I'm a person where I'll listen to the most recent one to make sure I like them, but then I'll kind of, you know, keep listening. And then one day I'm like, okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. Yeah. But I have some friends that are like, oh yeah, if I find a podcast, I like if they have 150 episodes, I'll start on episode 37. And I'm like, what? You did just like scroll and call it (laughs) roulette. Yes. Just call it a day. I'm like, no, that is toxic. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So just remember, guys, let us know how we're doing. It helps us. And remember to subscribe, follow, tune in, keep up with us. And remember to join the conversation where we're going to see you next Tuesday for the next episode. Stay tuned. Bye.